Welcome to today's episode of the Mindful Self-Care Podcast. It's another lovely interview for you lovely listeners today. I have Amber Williams with me today. Amber is a third-generation entrepreneur that specializes in advisory, healing arts, and engineering. She is the host of the Amber Williams Podcast and the founder and CEO of Circa 81 Design, a full-service consulting firm specializing in design, engineering, and operations management. Amber's background in management, engineering, healthcare, fashion, banking, public relations, and business guided her to focus on her passions of design and leadership. This led her to create her own personal development brand by combining her intuitive gifts, design, science, and her own personal healing journey. She helps her clients by co-creating with them through a mind-body-soul experience. I cannot wait for you all to hear this amazing conversation with Amber. She is spectacular. And one of my favorite things about Amber is she is so unapologetically herself. She follows her passions. She follows her desires. She's not afraid to go to deep, dark places to heal herself and and get to that next level. And she's not afraid to change what she's doing in order for it to reflect what she really truly wants. And I know for for me as a multi-passionate entrepreneur myself, seeing someone else go out there and go for those dreams and have taking care of themselves still be a priority in their life is so inspiring to me because it shows that it's possible. She is a great example of what you can do when you follow your heart, you follow your passions. And I can't wait for you all to listen to this episode. Hi, Amber. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm feeling fantastic. And I will say, you know, this is kind of like sidebar. I'm feeling even more fantastic because I read, it's, it's currently Ramadan and I'm not Muslim, but I always partake in Ramadan every year. And I've been doing it since 2013. So like, I'm a huge component of just fasting and this is spiritual com- uh, components of it. And yeah. then just the energy that comes along with how I feel during fasting. So I just want to say like, this a little caveat of why I feel so good right now. Awesome. Yeah. We will probably dive into that more later on because I have feel like I have questions, but I know we have other things that we really want to talk about too. So I made a note. I'm sure we'll come back to it. So Amber, can you tell our lovely listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what self-care means to you? Okay. So lay the foundation. I'm very multi-dimensional. Yes. I was going to say, I cannot wait to hear your answer because I know you've got so many amazing things that you're doing and that you have in your life and that you're working on. And so I was like, I can't wait to hear this. I almost was like, this is kind of a loaded question for you, but just <laughs> there's it so is. many pieces. <laughs> so I am energetic. I am a mother of an amazing human. Um, I am an, av- an advisor. I am a well-being educator. I am an interior designer and a engineer. Um, and as you can see, like it even breaks down the more to that, but that's just kind of the condensed yep. version of what it is. Yep. Yeah. Who I am. I love it. 
And then what does self-care mean to you and how do you practice it on a semi-right? Like what, what does your kind of self-care routine look like right now? My self-care, what is self-care to me? Cause you know, we we were just talking about this before, Mm -hmm. like self-care, everybody has this idea of what self-care is. And of course I feel it's well-being, but it's basically me continuing to replenish my well daily like a whale, like, you know, you get yeah. the water out of it and then the whale gets empty and then you fill it back up. I look at it like consciously, you know, continuing to fill that, fill that well up. And that could be different activities that could, um, like now, like doing Ramadan, like I'm doing right now, that's part of my well being, my self care, my spirituality. And just from working out and I work out with you, Pilates, mm-hmm. which is, so about being in your body, which yep. a lot of people are not mm-hmm. and just working out. And I do hot works, which I feel like every time I get into that, that box, it's just a spiritual moment. And on top of that is my meditation routine. Mm-hmm. That is very important to me. If I don't ground myself, if I don't pray and ground every morning, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle the day like I usually can, you know, I love that. I love the concept. So I use the analogy of like, fill up your cup a lot. Yeah. But I, I actually really like the, you, you fill up your well because mm-hmm. a well is so much deeper. And mm-hmm. I love the concept of it, like being into the earth because I, I am a big fan of grounding, using outside, being in nature, using mother earth to yes. help fill up your cup, fill up your well. Yes. Like I know being outside, being in the sunshine is a big self-care thing for me. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I love that visual of it's a filling up your well because it's so much deeper than just like, oh, here's this little cup that you're holding on your hand. Yes. And I like that a lot. Because you you started talking about Ramadan and fasting, kind of your spirituality, let's start by talking about how you being energetically inclined, your kind of spiritual journey how does that relate specifically to your self-care? You mentioned that you've got to meditate. What, what else would you share in that regard when it comes to self-care? Um, can I just give like a little backstory to why I kind of went there and just kind For of sure. like energetically? Yeah. So I've always been a very spiritually grounded person mm-hmm. since I want to say I came onto this earth, especially with that foundation within my family. But I, one of the things I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was little. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like my mom says, you say sixth grade, but it was way before that. Right. This is before everybody, you know, everybody now claims they have ADHD. Yeah. Everyone ever. And we can get into that because a lot of that is adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. Some of it is sensory problems Mm -hmm. and you're on your phone all the time. So yep. No reason you have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And, um, I suffered from migraines for years, like debilitating migraines. I took this little red pill, you know, was, oh, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't stand it. And, um, I got to college and I was still having them. And then it just got to the point where a lot of my, um, parts of like my digestive system and everything was just like starting to just go wonky, you know, from putting mm-hmm. all these things into my system um, and I really had to dive in to, cause you're asking this question about self-care. I really had to really, I felt like I lost touch of my body, my reality, you know, feeding myself all those medications. And I had 
ended up having my son and then I started getting really sick. Um, and I was like, hold up, this is not good. And, and then that's when I really dived into Chinese medicine. And then I really dived into, uh, what were these imbalances that I was having? And that really kind of also, we're going to like, that was a form of self-care tuning into myself. Yes. Being aware that something's off, you know, because as women, we lose touch with like, you know, there's this whole movement out here of women being safe in their body and men need to make that. You got to be safe in your body before you even be with a man, because with that, and I know this is like going to the, but I'm, I'm bringing it back. The reason I say that is because if you do end up with a man who's very threatening, your body alerts yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's where like when you're tending to yourself constantly, you're, you're being consciously aware of what's happening. What are these emotions coming through your body? You're able to tune into those things. So it was like, you know, I felt myself drifting away from myself. Like, why am I, it's not, it's, I'm not supposed to feel this way. Well, I really like that you said you like women and and everybody, we need to, we need to get in touch with our body. Like that needs to be the first step Mm -hmm. because you're right. Your body is really freaking smart. Like it knows a lot Mm -hmm. of things and it's really, it is able to tell us if something is off. I'd been having some like shoulder pain, chest pain that was different. It was a little weird and I wasn't quite sure. I was like, I think there's a musculoskeletal component, but I think there might be something else. And so I was working with um, a coach who's done some somatic um, therapy training and we were able to kind of like dive in. I was like, huh, like there's another layer that's has a more emotional component to why I'm feeling discomfort. And if I wasn't paying attention to my body and being able to kind of go through some steps of, okay, is this just a tight muscle? Is there something else? Like I would have never gotten that information that I can Mm -hmm. then use to help me. And so I think that, that getting into your body first and being able to trust the signals your body is telling you super, super important. Thank you so much for making that point. Yes. So then from there, where did the kind of spirituality and the energetics come in more for you as you were getting more in touch with what your body was telling you? Okay. So then I started diving more into Chinese medicine and then I started diving into numerology and I was always into astrology, but I feel like, okay, in between that time, I want to say, cause I'm 41 years old. So in between the time of my end of my twenties and then I had went through something called like your solar, your, not your solar, your Saturn return, which mm-hmm. was just towards the end of your twenties. Um, my entire life just was just fell apart. Like, and I was like, well, let's just burn the whole thing down. And I ended up moving to California with my son. And, and I remember meeting this lady and she was like, I, she was like 70 or 80. And I was like, what do you do every day to stay looking like this? She's like, I meditate every day. And I was like, okay, okay cool. But I'm like, I look at meditation now in different forms. Cause meditation could be, you just taking a walk. Meditation was a form of meditation I had as I grew up playing golf and golf was very meditative for me. Mm-hmm. But I started, I sat down one day. And I took me some music sounds and I just, every single day, I would just sit there, even though my brain was like floating off doing, I was just set every single day. And then it just started as something they call your Kundalini awakening from your back, from your, your spine. I, I was already going through that spiritual transformation, but I like 
sped it up so fast, like to the next level where it was just like, things were starting to just download. And then I was just becoming more aware of things. And I was just like, I've always been a person who's always been aware, but I was becoming even ultra more sensitive because I had deadened those things. Remember how I said, yeah. like I had turned off those sensors of my body and then just kind of like fast forward to it, fast forward through my journey of living in California. I come back here. I started working with a shaman. I was working with the acupuncturist. So she was opening up different channels and different. Then I was like, Hey, prepare me for another baby. I end up birthing my business that I have now, which, you know, I moved into design was always what I wanted to do, but it's how I created my own framework called energetic design, where I use these different modalities and feng shui and, you know, just my own spiritual gifts to be able to come into clear houses. I can really design houses that, and this also brings in the background of my engineering, knowing how to do those systems and the processes. So energetically, it just like, it, it's been a journey. And when I say it's been like a journey of like 15 years now, yeah, about 15 years, my son's 18. Um, and really also tuning into him because my son was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. So, you know, they're very sensory focused. Mm-hmm. So I really have to not only tune into me, but tune into him. Cause like, for a while, he didn't speak clearly. So I had to be like, he had to tell me those different things. And so it was like more or less, less tuning into more of what he's saying and what I'm feeling. So it's been a very intense journey. And I mean, that's just scraping the iceberg of what I just said. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause you've got like, cause you're um, circa 80, circa 81 designs. Is that the yeah, right name? Cause that started off as it was, a, it was a clothing company, correct? Yeah. It was a children's store and it expanded to mm-hmm. design because I wanted to expand to creating children's furniture. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was in the middle of us going, the pandemic shutting down. Yep. I was sitting in, you know, this is going to another part of this spirituality, a goddess circle. Yep. You did a lot of those goddess circles for a long time. I was doing goddess circles, but I was sitting in a goddess circle that one of my friends who also been a mentor, Gotcha. she was leading it. And, uh, I was telling her what was coming through. I was like, how can I integrate what I'm doing with my spirituality? And not even just that, the, the science, the spirituality, the design, but then later on, I come to find out, not even that I come to find out, I come to realize it's already one. We just look at it as separately, you know, because growth is spiritual growth. I think when we look at it more or less as um, personal development as spiritual growth, because um, we are nothing but spiritual beings having a physical rea- experience on this material plane. And that's the big thing you want to be able to do is be able to master the physical and the spiritual plane. You know, when you look at it like that, it makes things look way more easier than what we complicate it to be. You know, I really like that. You just said like, don't put yourself like into a box. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what I love so much about your story and everything that you are doing now. And you've done over the years is I feel like society is kind of like, you need to pick that one thing that you do and you just, that's what you're going to do. And I know I kind of felt a rebellion about that when I was finishing school and I was kind of starting my career. It was like, Oh, I do 
I teach people movement. I'm a group fitness instructor. I'm a Pilates instructor. I'm a personal trainer. And I was like, but there's this whole self-care aspect that I also really like. And I also am fascinated by how business systems work and how do you run businesses and how can you make money in different ways to help the needs of people. And it took me, I think, a couple of years before I was finally like, Yes, I am entrepreneurial minded because for a long time I was like, I'm not an entrepreneur. And finally, my he was my boyfriend at the time, but my now husband was like, Will you shut up? You're an entrepreneur. You think like an entrepreneur, just accept it and move on. Like that's part of how yes. your brain works. And being able to be like, oh, I don't just teach people movement, I can help them in other aspects of their life too. Mm-hmm. That was really freeing for me to not yes. put myself into such a small little box. And I think that it's, I don't know, I hope that more kids as they're growing up or as they're exploring what possibilities they have out there for how they can be spending their time, I hope we stop putting people into such narrow boxes because there's so many aspects of our personality, of our spirituality, of our physical being that we want to touch on and least with my big broad definition of self-care being anything that gives you energy, anything that makes you feel good. Yes. If you're only focusing on one aspect, then you're never going to be fully fulfilled. You're never going to be like, there's always been this part of you that you're trying to shove down and it's okay to be multi-passionate. It's also okay okay to not be multi-passionate, but I think that there's a lot of multi-passionate people. Like I remember there was a time when I finished school that I was told, um, like you'll catch a lot more rabbits if you just chase one, like, 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 and I, I just, I I remember being like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I was thinking about it and I was like, so you're telling me I have to pick this one thing and I'm supposed to just chase that. I'm supposed to be this dog chasing this one rabbit, even though there's like five other rabbits I would like to also catch. And Mm -hmm. I know when I, um, Probably around that same time, I was introduced to manifestation and those kind of spirituality concepts for the first time. And I remember the con, like just the idea of why not? Why is something not possible? Like you are the only one that can tell yourself something is not possible. You are the only one that can come up with that limiting belief. Like that really was a big shift of okay, I can be a successful Pilates instructor. I can be a successful entrepreneur. I can be successful in all these things and still take care of myself and not have to work 80 hours a week. And I think once you decide those things like that, like you don't put yourself into that box, really magical things happen. And so hearing your story, you sharing it, yeah, it's, it's changed. It started off with children's clothing. It went to children's furniture and it has now emerged into something the same yet very different as you've grown and as you've had different interests. I, just, I really like that. It makes me hopeful of more people being able to hear stories like yours and being able to be like, yeah, I don't have to put myself into a box. And I want to say this, cause I, you know, I think I did miss a tidbit. I am a third, I didn't, I didn't even say it. I'm a third generation small business owner. So, and I wrote a post about this earlier since I was five, I knew I wanted to be a successful businesswoman, mm-hmm. Right. But my entire path, and that's one thing I want people to know, like my path to growth in my career was not linear. You know, I have worked in so many different fields from banking to healthcare, to retail, to fashion, to PR, all of those things have been able to help me be able to understand every areas of business. And on top of that, I think I didn't say this part, but when I moved back home from 
California, I was, I met this coach and she introduced me to Kundalini yoga and human design, which human Mm -hmm. design changed my life. And I know human design is very, very trendy now. Um, it is something I know I've seen a lot in the past very, very trendy. And I discovered it back when nobody was talking about it. And I was like, uh, I'm a projector and I'm just like, what the freak is that? And then like, you know, projector, I'm here to guide people. Mm-hmm. And so the more I got in alignment with that energy guiding people, because I have a consulting firm, that's what Circuit One Design is now a full service consulting firm. And we focus on design, engineering, operation management. I am guiding people and I get to now, since I'm scaling it, hire other people teaching my framework, also using already used methodologies like lean or lean six Sigma things that companies that are already using, but I get to infuse that basis of well-being, which is grounded in a form of engineering, which is called ergonomics. So I get to use It's all integrated, but at the same time, I had to find the way to communicate it to people because they're like, I don't understand what you do. And I'm like, what do you mean? It it just, it's, it's, it's things. But you know, at the same time, we think people understand. I think when you get older, you, you learn that everybody doesn't know what you think they know. And that's why sometimes you have to break it down in layman's terms. And sometimes I have learned that everybody doesn't need to know. Like, I don't have to put out there. Like I'm, I used to be like, I'm the spiritual mentor. I'm a priestess. I'm a goddess. That's just what I am. But this is what I do. These are my service sectors. You know, like now I was like, I don't have to say all those things. Like you're going to know when you, you, you get the magic, you know? And so I try now not to get caught up in these, these titles. I'm just, now it's just like, let's serve it. And then they get the magic when I work with them, you know? Um, it, but it's taken me a while to get to there because it's like, you just need to get in the door <laughs> and then, and then sprinkle the people with your magic because sometimes people are not going to get in. You cannot sit, you will burn your wheels trying to make people understand what you see and they don't see when you can just use it in a different language, different nomenclature, different, you know, what do they say? Um, I forgot the word, but it's some word they use in corporate America. You know, I'm not really yeah, a corporate that, person. That, that like jargon, corporate jargon. Yeah, the jargon. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I could work, I work with different B2B, but I'm not really corporate. So yeah. yeah. Well, and I like that you kind of, you said that. So I think, and I've had moments of my, of my life where I'm like, I just want someone to understand where I'm coming from. Like, I feel like I'm pouring so much energy into un- making sure somebody understands what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. And in the end, like I, in those situations, I'm spending a ton of energy yeah. on something that they're probably never going to understand because it's not their life experience mm-hmm. or maybe it's not something that resonates with them. And so I, I like that that thought process of, yes, you still know who you are. You know what your gifts are. You know in your heart what you can offer to people. But being able to be okay with, you're not going to share all of those aspects. You're going to kind of give them the description, the information that they're looking for, that they're, while knowing you're still giving them the magic. That's, as you were saying that, I was like, gosh, that sounds so freeing and probably puts so much more water into your well. (laughs) without taking nearly as much out, which I love. I love being able to find ways because 
kind of, if self-care is just this filling up of your well, filling up your cup, filling up your energy, it's also noticing those moments where, where are you getting, where are you expending energy in a way that's not serving you in any way, shape or form that you're just like, you're letting the bucket slosh all over and the water's just going everywhere and has no purpose anymore, but you're becoming depleted. Yes. And that's what we call an energy leak, mm-hmm. leaking energy, like trying to prove to somebody, this is what I do. I need you to see it. That's yeah. such energy leak. Like you, you'll spin your wheels trying to get people to understand what you do. And at the same time, those are not your people. And like one of my mentors says, like, you you need to deal with people that are always fanning your flame, people that are fanning your flame. If they're not fanning your flame, they're not your people. I really like that. I know, like, from a very specific, like, Pilates example, um, it took me a long time when I was, like, becoming a Pilates instructor and a personal trainer to, like, sell myself because I would feel really nervous because I had such a personal attachment to whether or not they wanted to, like, work with me, like... I made it mean a lot about me, which is a, it, that's an energy leak. Um, and I remember I, was, I don't exactly remember when it happened, but it was probably within the past few years that I just got to the point. And I think the concept of like manifestation, what is go- supposed to happen, what is meant to happen, what's for your highest good will happen. Yeah. Having that mindset really, I think, helped move me along in kind of this thought process. But now if like somebody comes in, I'm like, okay, like this is how I can help you. This is how, what I can offer you. This is what the benefits I think you'll get. And if okay. they're like, yes, sign me up. Great. I'm like, cool. Awesome. If they're like, mm, I don't really think that's a good fit for me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And it doesn't mean anything yeah. about me. And it's so freeing. And I also like to think of it if it, if it leads more space in your life for something that's a better fit. Yes. So yeah, when you said energy leakage, I was like, this is one thing that I think about a lot. Yes. And, and you know what? It just, like you said, it also, it's way more freeing for you mm-hmm. and you open up space for the right people to come and work for you and the right people that are going to be loyal to you. Cause you know, uh, people ask, they talk about Pilates. I'm like, girl, I work with Chelsea. I know <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yes. And so I'm like, I don't know about those other places. Like I've created my loyalty with you. you yeah. Know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like people ask me like, well, what about these other studios that or you see opening up around? And I'm like, this, I'm like, I know minimally about them because I honestly don't care. Not because they're not important things. I just, they don't, I don't need to spend time figuring out how another business is different from mine. They are going to serve a different clientele. I have never worried about that competition. The world has enough room for all of us. And I think that kind of that concept of, of what is meant to happen in your life. I mean, you can, that I use that in my entire life. Like we were going to have a game night with friends this weekend and it just didn't work out because not enough of us were really available. And so instead of being like, oh man, like, I'm really sad that like this group of friends, we couldn't get together. We were, I was really looking forward to it. I'm instead looking at it like, oh, so I have a Friday night that I thought I was going to have plans that I now am free to do something else. Like look at this extra space that was meant to be filled with something besides a game night with friends. And I think that, I don't know, that mentality overall feels really freeing. It feels really light and happy. There's not the pressure that's, that's there with it. And so it's a lot easier to feel good when you have that mentality. Yeah. And you know what? 
and you're married. So, you know, like you got to have that mentality dating. Yeah. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, oh my God, like you got to stay neutral yeah. in dating. I think when you do get out of that, that whole spin of like, oh my God, what if this is, this is the one, but what if it, what if this work out? You know, yeah. you literally have to be like, if it works out, this is what was supposed to work out, but I'm going to enjoy this person while I have them. Yeah. Well, and again, thinking of kind of like some manifestations and, and I came to manifestation after I'd, I'd met my husband, but just thinking about like, I went into, we met on Tinder and I went into like being on Tinder to, it was just something I was like, I was just gonna do it for fun. I got out of a long relationship. I was in grad school. I was like, I don't got a whole lot of time to date, but like if something happens, cool. But I had also zero expectations. So like I really was in that energy of just, it's fun. And then we ended up meeting and connecting and we're still together six and a half years later and it's great and it's fun. And he's my person and I love spending time with him. But I I do like when I started learning about like just kind of the concepts of letting go, stop putting pressure on different things to happen because it's really just adding extra stress to your life that is is out of your control. And I was just like, huh, I guess I manifested my husband without even realizing it. You did. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. I think, and I think that stuff is fun. So it is. One you thing, know what? When you get to the point where you really, really, really start like doing it intentionally, mm-hmm. and you speed up, because I can give this. Let me just go on and throw it out here. I can put. I can throw it out here now because I am so sure that it's about to happen because it's happening so fast. Yeah. Last week I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to to start getting paid engagements. Yeah. We're like, I'm not yeah. getting any pay, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm at the library and I'm just, I just so happen to think about my teacher and he's like one of my favorite teachers. And he was just the one who told me like, Amber, engineering is very feminine, intuitive, disciplined. And, you know, he was just telling me those things. And he's like, you're going to do very well when you like really figure it out and understand. And I walk out the library 15 minutes later, he walks out. I never see him. I never see him. He's walking past me. He sees me. He's like, Amber, hi. Then he stops when he was going to walk the other way. He's like, Amber, I have a question to ask you. I've been seeing all your amazing content. Would you like to come speak to my association? And I was like, yes. Yes, I would. Then yesterday I get a text from this panel that I'm this leadership summit I'm going to. And she was like, hey, would you like to come speak about advocating for yourself? And I was like, wait, I haven't even met this person before. I haven't even said anything about advocating for herself, but when the universe and when you're in alignment for what you truly are here to do, like I'm telling you, God starts putting those things. Even I mm-hmm. say to this right here, this interview right here, I was like, I'm going to interview with Chelsea one day. Yes. And it's like, if things start lining up, but I'm telling you, I had to go through this I want to say sometimes people are like, why didn't I do this earlier? What? Because you had to go through those experiences, yeah. like the experiences of coming back to my body constantly and being aware and getting back to that sensitivity of, okay, this, I feel this emotion. I feel this. What is this? Even purifying those trauma. Cause even, you know, like you said at the muscle, mm-hmm. yep. I can't even say the word, but muscle skeleton disorders. Yep. You know, a lot of that, if we start breaking down, we can get down to a lot of the pains people have is because it's trauma informed or because 
of, I know for me, some of it is because I wasn't in my power. I was Mm -hmm. playing small. And so I was blocking that chakra and I was having stomach pains and it was manifesting into some type of disorder, you know? And so all that to say is that, you know, when you are so sure and you're unapologetic and you know you're on that path of alignment, things, the manifestation just starts to speed up. It, it You know, like things, I'll say something and it'll happen maybe even five minutes later because I was so, like you said, you just so neutral about it. You let it go. You let it be free. You know, and you're just like, hey, if it, when it happens, it happens. But I know it's going to happen. You know? Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I hope it gives other people some hope that they're like, yeah, there's this thing I'd really like to happen that I've been thinking a lot about. Well, it, it very well might be on your way faster than you think. Yes. Just keep taking care of yourself and keep that energy up. One thing, switching gears a little bit, it's still going to be kind of within your area of expertise, but I'm someone who my environment around me is going to impact how I feel. Um, we have a fixer upper house. And when we moved in a little over a year ago, by the time we're done with it, there will not be a surface inside or outside of this house that we will not have touched in some, some way. The bones of it, the structure is great, but Mm -hmm. it just, it was dated. It was, um, a lot of things hadn't been updated since the Mm eighties. And so it was just, it had a look and feel to it that didn't fit well with the aesthetics that I like or my husband likes. And this is not our first fixer upper house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We had one before. And that was when I realized how much the environment around me impacts how I feel. That was kind of my first like big example of like, Hey, if there's something that's not aesthetically pleasing or does not organize in a way that makes me feel good, there's going to be an underlying stress there that's going to be another energy leak. And so knowing that you are, you've combined your knowledge of design with energetics and, and diving into things like feng shui, what, and we could talk about this probably on a whole other single podcast episode, um, but what are some ideas, some things for people to think about, some tips you have for people that are wanting to optimize their physical spaces that they're in. Cause that can be such a big part of self-care as well. Okay. So here's, we're going to, I'm going to tell you some of like one of the things I use to really actually. So in human design, there is, cause I do, I use human design in my business too. Right. Mm-hmm. Human design. That's why like, if it's an individual client, I will, I pull their charts. I pull their astrology. I pull, cause all that information is in there. Yeah. And in your human design, you have something, your environment, and it tells you your environment. Like my environment's mountains, right? Um, and that plays a huge part in your environment. Your plays a huge part in being in a line of what works for you. Yeah. So I'll give a good example. Like my son is um he's caves. Uh-huh. And for a while I was like, why do you always want to be in your room? And why do you always want to like, I don't like, I didn't grow up being able to eat in my room. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. my mom, like we didn't really be able to sit on our beds, you know, we're like, this is eating at the table. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then I was like, I pulled his chart and I saw he was caves. And then I was like, okay, it makes sense. He has to go and replenish in his cave. So, you know, his room, even down to his comforter, the colors he has like are way more darker. Like his, his bed, his bed is a, 
is a forest green and it's just mm-hmm. like a tone that's for him, you know, just using different pieces that I don't want to say because a cave can be murky, <laughs> but like that's what works for him. But it's it's and, kind of like I think of it also as being like a cozy and not yes. like not like claustrophobic enclosed, but yeah, like yeah. like your safe space, safe space type of thing. It is a safe yeah. space. Um, but also just the colors play a huge part. Mm-hmm. Um, using the different elements play a huge part. And one thing I want to say about you and your fixer, you're doing a fixer up. Mm-hmm. Don't take away a lot of its charm. Like, you know, oh, we, we get in the habit of when we get those older homes and stuff like some people want to modernize it so much that you disrupt the home's ecosystem. And you have to understand, like, that home is, I look at it, too, is the home is a, has a consciousness, too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, the home can hold can hold spirits, I believe, in those type of things. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to come in into the house and, like, clear things like that and even just clear the space. I haven't been, I have also been able to help move the energy in a home for it to sell faster. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do those things. And um, I had a client who was trying to close fast. I won't go too much into more of it, but I did it and they ended up closing like five days later. And she was like stuck for like almost a month or two, like getting the house closed. But those things all play, you know, the having arches, not having so much of a box, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of these modern homes are very like boxy and flat Mm -hmm. and... They don't have a lot of arches. They don't welcome a space. Also, mirrors, which is like mirrors, like you shouldn't have any mirrors facing the front of your bed with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Like there's reasons we can go into the reasons why or just bringing fresh flowers into your home or also the structure of the windows in your home, Um, putting certain, there's there's so many things that come down. It comes down to, the wellness of the architecture comes down to the engineering ability, the materials that are being used, you know, having the wrong structure in your home can, can make you broke. You know, mm-hmm. I've stayed in a, um, in an apartment where like the last part I was saying, it was draining me financially. And mm-hmm. I was like, I need to get out of here, you know? And so I ended up getting out of there and got it and I stay in the place. I haven't bought a home yet, but it's way more stable than it was before and the money wasn't draining as fast. And, um, that's just some of the things that come along with like energetic design. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So knowing that there are a ton of moving pieces with this, what would you recommend? Like if someone's like, yeah, I don't like the space that I'm in, where would you have someone recommend they start? Like, is that going back to like their human design chart and kind of figuring out like, what their environment should be and then picking a certain room. What would that process look like for someone that's like, I don't know what to do. I mean, well, they could contact me, but <laughs> yes, that would be a great option too. <laughs> shame the plug, but um, where should they start? I, I wouldn't even ask them to go into human design because it's so layered and you're so like, you would be confused Maybe kind of study some things with feng shui. What do you like? Like, what are the places you like to visit? Like, do you like the beach? Maybe you should have some lighter colors. Um, How do you want to feel in the morning? You know, I always have, my room is more uh, black and white. So I always have a white comforter and, and, you know, wake up very feeling like a fresh start. Uh And um, 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, what helps out some people, Pinterest is such a great place. I love to go look at home decor and see what you like. If you don't know what you like, then you can't, then it's always good to hire somebody who knows what they're doing and who can help you and pinpoint to it. But I think the best way for someone to start is to really kind of dive in and figure out what they like, what colors, the moods, maybe even study what different colors mean and what they like, like what kind of furniture style, what kind of style do they like? And a lot of people don't even know what they like. People don't even, you can't even Mm -hmm. ask people nowadays. People don't even know what they want to do in life. Okay. So that's why I'm saying this. That's a loaded question to ask people for if they even like their living environment, because during the pandemic, people decided they didn't like their living environment because they were in it 24 seven. They're like, this is why I don't like staying at home. But to be honest with me growing up, my mom, very, we're both Libra. We're both Venus and cancers, which have to do with interior design and have, have a Libra moon. So, you know, Libras are all about beauty and aesthetics and stuff like that. So everything from my childhood down to the bows in our hair, to the beautiful dresses, to our rooms, to the playrooms, that's been my life forever. So it's not surprising that I ended up in children's clothing and it's not surprising that I ended up in home design. Like it's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I really like the idea of thinking about where you like to go, like those places like to visit. Cause like my mom's a big fan of going to the beach and like mm. her house has like a lot of blues in it and a lot of like yes. bluish grays. A lot of her decor has like beachy aspects or like she'll have little, mm. she also loves flamingos. So there's pops of pink and coral everywhere. Yes. And so her home, like without it being like thrown in your face does have some like beachy vibes to it. Mm. And then I think about like, our house, like as if we've slowly, um, been, been updating things. And a lot of it is really this, we're taking down wallpaper, putting up a new coat of paint. Um, there was one wall that we opened up to keep two spaces a little bit more cohesive because there's just a wall that we were like, we don't, this wall doesn't need to be here. Um, but other than that, like, I know I'm someone who I like more not like super minimalist but I don't like a bunch of clutter everywhere so like most of our house is a like grayish a light grayish beige color like it's not a like white neutral but it's like kind of close and so it gives a little bit of warmth wabi-sabi wabi-sabi is a Japanese yeah 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 so it's it's got and then I'm also a big fan of like trying to use the things that we already have But I know that like over time, like we have a couch right now, that's a very dark couch in our living room. The couch Mm -hmm. is comfortable as all get out. I love it as a piece of furniture, but it's dark when we have dark beams above it and darker floors. And Mm -hmm. so to me, the couch makes the room feel a little bit darker than it needs to. Luckily, there's lots of natural light and the light, the the walls around it are light colored. Um, But I know, okay, in the future, whenever the time comes that we replace that furniture, I might pick something a little lighter okay. to, to lighten up the room. Um, yeah, I really like that idea of where, where do you like to be? And I'm trying to like kind of reflect on like, so our house is a bunch of trees around it. And in the summer when all the trees have leaves on them, when you're at kind of the back of our house, like where um, 
my office is and where our bedroom is, it can almost feel like you're like in a tree house. And I kind of feel like we've taken some of those like elements and brought them inside. Like our um, bedroom is a, not a super, super dark gray on some walls. And then it has a dark green wall. And so it feels kind of like warm and homey and just really matches the trees outside. Uh, And so I thought like, when you said that, I was like, huh, I kind of feel like I did that unintentionally, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of glad that I did that because both me and my husband love being able to be outside and be around our trees. Like it's, it's very, very, very early spring as we're recording this. And I'm just every day I'm like, have the the leaves come out? Are the trees budding? I'm ready for the leaves. Where are they? I want to see my green outside. And so I think, I think that's a really good tip for, where do you like to spend time? What's the vibe? How do you want to feel when you get up, when you walk into a room? And I also really like that you pointed out that during the pandemic, when we were all forced to be at home for an extended period of time, we didn't get the breaks from our house that we normally do, that so many people were like, yes, I'm going to change this 50 million things inside of my house. Yes. <laughs> and yes. You know, like I, I'm a homebody. Um, I'm, I have an introverted side of me. I like being at home and I want to feel good inside of my home. So that's always been a priority for me. And so thinking that for some people it wasn't is like, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess not everybody wants to be at home all the time. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, I just, and I like those tips of how do you start making your home feel like your own space in a very intentional way? Yes. Like a sanctuary. Yeah. I like to say that you're sanctuary. Yeah. I know when mm-hmm. I walk in the door at the end of a long day, or even if I was just out for an hour or two running errands, like I want to feel good when I come home. I want to yeah. be like, I'm in my happy place. Yeah. We could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours about everything, but I know we're both busy people. So we'll start to wrap this up. Gosh, there's so many things that we've touched on. Um, what's something, Amber, that if somebody was just to listen to a tiny little tidbit of how, of what your self-care philosophy would be, what would you want them to take away from this conversation? I want them to go, I want us to circle back to the whale. Yeah. The whale continuing to replenish your whale daily. I think if you make it a daily thing, even if you're stopping and checking with your pulse, like, how do I feel today? Yeah, that's just, that's self-care right there. Just checking, just checking yourself. Like, how do I feel? And checking in, do I feel sad? And then knowing that it's okay to have sad days. It's okay to have happy days. It's okay to cry. I think if we um, stop making people think that having a sad day is, or, or having a sad episode is the end of the world, or it just means that you're in this place of depression, or even understanding that we have something called an emotional wave that some people go through over time. I think it would change the even culture around mental health and self-care, you know? Um, Even if we dive, and I learned a lot of that through human design, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, it was the catalyst that really did. I I didn't even really say that in the beginning because it's so integrated in my life, but it really was the catalyst that changed everything for me seven years ago and really drifted me to even move into everything that I'm doing now. And, um, and bringing the people into my life that pushed me to do it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
and that that's also part of manifestation too. And I will say that there are that I will I have left out that I do journal, I do you know script, I do those type of things. I don't do them as much as I used to do them, but you know I'm not a component that's gonna tell you we'll go journal it out. You know I'm more or less sometimes now it's spring I might go walk it out. I might yeah. go to the park, which is about three miles from me in Andover and walk and really kind of be in a meditative state of um, kind of just like shifting through my emotions and actually kind of see what is trying to come up, what is trying to tell me, you know, what I need to do or what my next moves are doing. So if we could say anything, they could walk away from that. I think that was like in a nutshell right there, the well, like the well is the big thing. I love it. Thank you for sharing your idea of the well and how you use that. Thank you for sharing how your business, your life is so multifaceted and that it is possible to not put yourself into a box and to have all these different aspects working together in a really cohesive way that honors who you are as an individual and what your strengths are. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing some tips on some interior design things um, that I think can be translated to all aspects of our life. Like just how do you want to feel like even like clothing, just put clothes on your body that make you feel good, that yeah. give off the, the, the look that you're going for, that make you feel confident. When people want to connect with you because they are interested about your journey and all the services that you have to offer, how can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me at, at I am Amber Williams or at Circa 81 Design, or you can email me at Amber at Circa 81 Design, that's C-I-R-C-A 81 design.com. Or you can just look me up, Amber Williams. Like it'll pop up. I'm on LinkedIn and I answer my messages and you can also, Chelsea knows how to get a hunt. If you can't, if you can't find it like that, just reach out to Chelsea and then you can get me. And I'll actually, I'll send those links to you so you can put them in the show notes. notes. Yeah. And you also have a podcast that people can listen to. I do have a podcast. And actually I, I had to change the name because I'm, in the process of trademarking a lot of stuff. And um, um, it was called Living by Design with Amber Williams. It is now the Amber Williams podcast. Yep. Yay! Yeah, you can find me. I'm on all the platforms. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I'm on all. Yeah. I love it. Go listen to the podcast. Go check Amber out. You share a lot of really fun stuff on your Instagram and your Facebook. I just, I like seeing your stuff pop up. It makes me happy. It can be a little wacky sometimes, but I love it. It's good. You know, I just, I think you share different perspectives and you also have posts that make me kind of reflect on my own life because you're sharing about kind of what you're doing, what you're working on. And sometimes I'll be like, huh, okay. Like how does this, how could I apply something similar in my own life and how could that benefit what I'm doing. Yes. Thank you. You do a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amber, for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us. I love listeners about all the cool stuff you're doing. It's really awesome and very inspiring. It was and, And I'm just like, you know, like I said, Chelsea, you've been in my life for quite some time. And so I'm just so grateful for you too. I just want to let you know that. Oh, I'm grateful for you too, Amber. I love being able to see your energy online and in person because it just, it's a bright spot to the day. 
Thank you for listening to the Mindful Self-Care Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can also send this episode to a friend who you think would benefit from the information. It's a great way to help us grow and help us reach more people. If you want to connect with other like-minded, self-care-focused individuals, you can follow us on Instagram at The Mindful Self-Care, or you can join the Mindful Self-Care Society. It's a great place to connect with others, gain some additional resources, and really help make sure that self-care is a focus in your life so you can always feel your best. Thank you again for listening. I can't wait to be back in your ears soon.